It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. There's a bundle of joy on the way, which means it's time to plan for your baby shower. But with so many choices to make, it's easy for the planning process to become more frustrating than fun. I'm event designer Elisa Suter, and today I'll share some tips and tricks for celebrating your special day with friends and family. This is Preggy Pals, Episode 8. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant. And I have to exercise? What, pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? (laughs) Gotta make these pants fit! I've got kinkles! What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Sunny Galt. This show is all about our listeners. You can visit our website at preggypals.com for more information on how you, yes, you, can become part of our show. You can send us comments or suggestions through the contact link on our website. You can also call our hotline, which is 619-866-4775. Preggy Pals is also looking for pregnant women to join our blogging team. If that sounds like a lot of fun to you and you want to share your experience with the world, send us an email through our website. All right, let's introduce our panelists. And Rochelle, we'll start with you. Hi, my name is Rochelle. I teach college part-time. My due date is June 23rd, and we are expecting our um, a boy. This is our second child. We already have a little boy at home, a little toddler, and we're hoping for a vaginal birth. Hi, my name is Kelly. I am a kindergarten teacher. I also have a June 23rd due date. Uh, Our gender is going to be a surprise for us. This is our first, and we are having a natural home birth. Hi, I'm Cherry. I work in market research, and I am also due on June 23rd with my first child. We are waiting to find out if it's a boy or a girl, and we are also planning to have an unmedicated home birth. I love that we have two home births on the show. I do, too. You guys are pioneers. (laughs) I love it. Okay, we'll be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. We're here with Dr. Bob Sears, who was recently a guest on our Parent Saver show talking about vaccines. And Dr. Bob, I'm, I'm interested to know what type of vaccines are recommended for pregnant women, because I understand there's been some changes recently. Yes. Yeah, so we used to not vaccinate pregnant women um, uh, at all. Just you want to be careful during pregnancy. You want to be as natural as you can and uh, avoid chemical exposures. And so we were very careful. Uh, but you know, a few years ago, they started recommending vaccinating pregnant women against the flu. Because uh, if a pregnant woman catches the flu, it's, it's not only you know her health and her life we're dealing with, it's, it's the baby. And um, 
some women who catch the flu during pregnancy might have a miscarriage or might go into preterm labor. Um, the, the flu itself obviously isn't going to infect the, the unborn baby, but it can cause pregnancy complications. Now, that, that's not common when that happens. Most women who catch the flu during pregnancy are just fine, but there's just a little bit more worry there. So, so they, they started recommending the, the vaccine. The other vaccine that is a brand new recommendation for pregnant women is the Tdap vaccine or the whooping cough vaccine. There's been you know, occasionally a rise in whooping cough in our country. And, and a couple of years ago, we had a rise and it's declined again. But, but part of the effort to try to contain whooping cough is to give pregnant women a whooping cough vaccine so that when their baby's born, the mom will have immunity so she might not catch whooping cough from somewhere and give it to the young baby. And theoretically, we're, we're thinking the mom's vaccine might actually give the baby some protection. Some of that immunity might go into the baby so that the baby's born with some whooping cough immunity already. No one's proven that in research. We haven't researched that yet, but that's sort of a theoretical benefit that they're hoping might happen. Are there certain risks that pregnant women should know about in you know opting to take these vaccines? Yeah, I think there, there, there are two risks. Number one, the uh, flu vaccine, most of them have mercury. And it, it's really a no-brainer. You know, mercury is, is toxic to, to, to people. And pregnant women are, are counseled to avoid mercury, you know, avoid mercury-containing fish, avoid all kinds of chemicals. Yet we'll just happily inject a pregnant woman with a mercury-containing vaccine. Um, now, they do make flu vaccines without mercury, and so if, if you do get the flu vaccine during pregnancy, by all means, get, get one without mercury. In fact, some states have banned the use of mercury-containing vaccines in pregnant women. Problem is they don't make very much of it every year. So as soon as, as – this kills me, but as soon as they run out of mercury-free vaccines, they lift the ban. They put a hold on the legal ban, allowing doctors to give pregnant women and babies the mercury-containing flu vaccines until the flu season's over. So, so get a mercury-free one. Uh, number two, uh, with the Tdap vaccine, with the whooping cough vaccine for pregnant women, there is zero safety research. There's no safety research that's been done yet to prove or demonstrate any sort of safety for pregnant women or unborn babies when they're, when mom gets the, the Tdap whooping cough vaccine. So very, imp- I think it's, it's really important for women to be informed of that, um, and, and when you look at the flu vaccine research, there is almost no human research. All the safety data is, is based on animal research. And, and I have a problem with that. I think we need better safety, human safety research in using the flu vaccine in pregnant women. So what is your recommendation for pregnant women out there who have this decision to make? You know, there's a lot of questions, right? I know. Um, you know, I'm a pediatrician. I'm not a, a, an obstetrician, so I'm not providing medical care to pregnant women, but I certainly see a lot of them in my office. Uh, you know, I, I honestly, I tell women not to get the, the Tdap whooping cough vaccine during pregnancy just because it's, it's too new. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no safety research. Um, with the flu vaccine, I, I'm kind of in the middle. You know, I sort of just talked to him about the, the pros and cons, but I really just say get a mercury-free one if you're going to do it. Well, Dr. Sears talks a lot more about vaccines on our sister show, which is Parent Savers. It's episode three if you guys want to check it out. Also, his book, The Vaccine Book, will be available in our online store. Thank you, Dr. Sears. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's time to plan your baby shower, but with all the choices out there, where do you even begin? Event designer Elisa Suter is here to help guide us through the process. Elisa, welcome to Preggy Pals. Thank you. I did say your last name right, didn't you I? You did. Okay. Yep. <laughs> all right. So let's talk in general terms about baby showers and what to expect. Who typically hosts a baby shower? Okay. Well, most of the time, baby showers are hosted by either friends or family. So what if you're one of those people that likes to plan everything yourself and (laughs) can you plan your own baby shower, I guess is my question. Well, I don't always recommend it. I usually tell moms who want to plan their own baby shower um, to give their preferences to their friend or their family member who's actually going to be their host and let them go from there. Um, A lot of times, um, you know, moms have other things on their mind. And really, it should be a way for your friends or family to celebrate you. Mm -hmm. It's, It's much better for you to be showered rather than to shower yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Nice point. Okay, that makes sense. What if um, someone wants to throw you a shower that you don't want them to throw you a shower because you know everything's going to be like pink with purple polka dots and you don't like pink with purple polka dots? Well, I hate to say it, but it's something that they want to do for you. Even if it's not your preference, it's nice to let your friends or your family do something nice for you. Um, Obviously, you know, you have your own things that you would rather do, um, and you can make those known. Um, but at the end of the day, they're throwing a party for you. So it's it's really, it, it gets into a really tough area if you're going to tell them, well, no, I'd rather not. I think there's a little bit of a fine line, too, because I think people sometimes forget the host, whoever that may be, is like, well, this is this is my party. I'm planning the party. I'm doing everything. It's in my house. Mm-hmm. It's my, my, my party. And I think that sometimes they forget that, you know, they're throwing this party for someone else and right. that they should be taking, you know, the mom-to-be into consideration. And I see that happening often, that that's not the case. I had to let a little bit of that go with uh, my mother-in-law wanting to throw a show and we just wanted it to kind of be a co-ed party and uh-huh. it was going to be the on St. Patrick's Day and we're like oh perfect we don't know what we're having it can be green it can be you know just like everybody getting together to celebrate the baby and she wanted a total girly tea party and it was a little bit of like cringe for a moment but I think it, you just kind of look at the person wants to throw you something and it's out of love yeah. and consideration and just being appreciative for that. Exactly. And I just wanted the intention to be about celebrating the baby. I didn't want all this decoration and everything, mm-hmm. you know, the hoopla of the event. Mm-hmm. I wanted the reason to still be there. So it ended up being wonderful. And I kind of felt like a little bit of a brat for rolling my eyes <laughs> at the beginning of it. But, you know, as long as the intention was there sure. of celebrating the baby and, you know, this like new member of the family, then I kind of let it all go and let them measure my belly and do all that fun stuff. So you said you had, what, five baby showers? How many did you have? Yeah, and it was kind of what she had said um, about keeping the cost down. It was I had smaller groups of friends that were kind of in different places. One was in Los Angeles. One was down in Orange County. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one had maybe five girlfriends. Another one had six girlfriends. And it was just small little luncheons and different things. So I had a larger one with my in-laws and then 
a larger one down here in San Diego, but then the other um, two were just small girlfriends, little lunch here and there, not a big deal, just getting together to see each other. Mm -hmm. And then um, my kindergarten class actually threw me a shower. Oh, that is so cute. cute. (laughs) It was very cute. And the kids wrote letters to the baby and they gave me a little like... um, scrapbook and it had their hopes and dreams for the baby like I hope you become a soccer player like it was just <laughs> oh, darling so, so yeah that was a little really touching special one because they've been through this whole yeah. pregnancy with me so so when should you schedule your baby shower I have I have a funny story that goes along with this I had two baby showers for my first son I didn't have anything for my second son but with my first son the first baby shower was about 30 weeks and I found that to be pretty good um, you have your bump you know, that everyone wants to see and touch and all that kind of stuff. And that's always fun. Um, and then the second one was like at 38 weeks or something Ouch. like that. And it was it was literally because I wanted my mom to be out here because she lives, you know, a couple thousand miles away. Um, and it was she was going to come out here anyways for the birth. So I was trying to get my mom out here. I, I wanted certain people to be part of it. That was, I mean, it was, it was a great shower. But I tell you what, my feet were killing me. I don't know if I would recommend having a baby shower at 38 weeks. So at least what? What's your take on that? Well, usually it is um, the case that moms are just too tired to have a shower <laughs> at, at 38 weeks. Yeah. I mean, and, and you never know if a baby is going to decide to come early. Right. Um, so it's definitely not something I recommend to people. Um, I usually try to recommend if someone's contacting me about a baby shower um, to have the shower at seven to eight months. Okay. Um, because that will hopefully mean that the mom has enough energy still to enjoy the shower um, and you know hopefully there won't be any early surprises and no one will miss the shower and it'll give the mom enough time after the shower to buy anything that she still needs yeah yeah I had a similar a question and I asked a friend of mine and she said to me she didn't give me like an exact time frame but she said you want to be pregnant enough where you're showing so mm-hmm. like you said with a cute bump but not too pregnant that you can't you know you can't enjoy it mm-hmm. and I didn't show until really really late too and so I, I was thinking everything was fine but I ended up having my shower at about probably 33 34 weeks and I, I just suddenly got to a point just days before my shower where I just felt like oh my god I'm I'm just way too pregnant for this and the clothes I was planning on wearing didn't fit and I didn't yeah. find that out until the night before and I just oh, suddenly no. went through this like oh I should have done this three weeks ago when I was feeling fantastic and that's all just the thing energy. you're not going to know if this is your first kid or even if it's your yeah. second because every pregnancy is different you just don't know how you're going to feel and, and it can change so quickly in those right. later months right exactly and I, I actually had um, someone last week um, give me send me an email and say hey we're going to have the shower for my friend she's going to be eight and a half months pregnant <laughs> and um, I want it to be all day <laughs> and, oh lord! And, and because it was oh, going to be a girls' shower in the morning and then a co-ed shower in the evening, did you think it was a bachelorette party or what? <laughs> well, my suggestion to her was you might want to rethink that because she's going to be exhausted. Yeah. Um, and I know I've I've been to so many of my friends have had babies. I've been to so many showers. I've planned so many showers, um, and it's just a, a bad idea to to plan a shower for more than three or four hours. Yeah. Because. All day is just not good for a very pregnant mama. Right. I think we had a plan definitely kind of, as you mentioned, of having enough time past the shower to to figure out what you still need. Because obviously the shower involves gifts and, 
you know, that's it's something that you want to kind of know that you're not at 38 weeks and you're thinking, oh my God, we didn't get a car seat yet. You know, <laughs> right. We can't get the baby home from the hospital. You know, really Which is need. pretty much me right now. Yeah, the important <laughs> things that you still need, you yeah. know, that you're kind of hoping maybe somebody's going to get you, you're waiting to see if it comes off your registry, but <laughs> knowing that you have enough time to then do those last minute, we still need diapers or we still need, you know, the essentials, having exactly. enough time, that kind of window is nice. Exactly. You don't want to be rushing out the night before your due date. And trying to get a stroller and a car seat and, you know, the crib put together and all of those things. Yeah. Which, incidentally, how many of you kind of cheated on your registry and looked prior to your baby shower to see which items were already taken? That's so funny you asked, because I I totally was looking, and I did the same thing with my wedding. I was totally, because I would get so excited. I'd be like, oh, my God, someone bought us the ice cream maker, you know, and, and... but my husband asked me like a week or two, he's like, why are you looking? And I was like, you know, well, I, I want to see. And also because like three weeks before the shower, nothing had been purchased. Because everyone and, waits to the last minute. That's right. And um, and so I was getting a little bit nervous. And, and he's like, why are you looking? Why are you looking? And, and I was like, well, I want to see. And he's like, but you're running the surprise. And I'm like, but we already know what we asked for. So aren't we already taking away the surprise? And so what I actually decided to do was the week prior, I was I controlled myself. I stopped looking and I was like, we'll just see, you know, what happens. And um, it turned out I was surprised with a couple of things, but for the most part, no one bought anything from my registry anyway. Well, so, a lot. so that was a big surprise that pretty much everything on the registry is still sitting there waiting for me to go and purchase all those items. So right. I'm glad that I have a couple more weeks to be able to go and do that. So who do we invite to these showers? Well, Again, a lot of times people will have multiple showers with different mm-hmm. groups of friends. Um, but at the very least, you want to make sure that you have the most important people to you. So anyone that you want to really be um, a part of the baby's life. Um, grandmas, sisters, sisters-in-law, um, other family members. Granted, you want to make sure that you have a good relationship with people. You don't want to have anybody there that's going to stress you out. So if you don't have a good relationship with someone, um, you know, obviously use your discretion if you just darn don't like your grand, uh, your the grandmother to be, mm-hmm. um, but she's going to be a part of your kid's life no matter what, then just suck it up. Yeah, <laughs> she kind of has but, to be there. But um, you know, if there's someone who's you know obviously really toxic for you, you know, feel free. I'm sorry, I don't want them there. Um, that said, you also want to invite friends. You want to invite coworkers. Anyone that you feel is going to be important to you in your life and in your baby's life. What do you do? And this is kind of a question for everybody, but what do you do if you have somebody on your list you want to invite who has either struggled with infertility or miscarriages? How do you bring that up? Has anyone had to deal with that? I I, uh, yeah, I kind of had, had a, a situation like that and I just felt that not inviting them was not an option. Like I felt like that was really, you know, inappropriate for me to just be presumptuous about not in- inviting them. And so I felt like one of two things, either I could sit down and talk with them about it beforehand and ask them how they felt or just send them an invitation and kind of leave it up to their discretion if they felt comfortable mm-hmm. attending or mm-hmm. not. Um, and, you know, I wasn't going to be offended if they didn't come. I totally understood. Mm-hmm. And I think if the roles were reversed, I, I, I might not want to you know attend someone else's baby shower if I had just gone through something like that very recently. So, um, you know, I, I ended up not speaking to them about it beforehand, mostly just because it was one of those things where I didn't want to be, keep bringing it up. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, it's like when you're not thinking about it and someone mentions it. I was totally comfortable with them with them not coming, so which was ultimately what happened. I yeah. was the issue. <laughs> yeah, I struggled mm-hmm. with uh, fertility and had two miscarriages and had plenty of friends get pregnant and the like. Yeah, it happened after a month, you know, sort of thing. So I 
definitely absolutely appreciated being invited. I felt like my journey was my journey and that I needed to still celebrate the mm-hmm. life that, you know, my friends were having. And, um, you know, so sometimes it was harder, like the day of the shower. Sometimes I had to kind of like force myself to get out of bed and know I was going to go. But I think it's more, I think if I had to that morning say I can't go, they totally would have understood and they seemed to be sympathetic to that. But I think, like you said, to be presumptuous that I wouldn't want to go and celebrate what else was going on in somebody's life, you know, I appreciated rather to be invited and let that be mm-hmm. my choice, right, exactly. you know, and then all those people now can celebrate that we are having one yeah, yeah. <laughs> with us. All right, let's talk about where the shower takes place. Obviously, a lot of people have it in their home. Sometimes you have it at a, a specific location. For mine, I actually had mine um, not in anybody's home, my two showers. My first one had the theme when you were having a little boy, and uh, we uh, kind of went with a sports theme. We had the nursery that was a sports theme, and we actually had it in Ohio. My husband and I are originally from Ohio, and we had it at a minor league baseball stadium. Oh, wow. It was pretty. It was pretty cool oh, because they had really like fun. a little reception area, you know, and everything. And then afterwards, we invited people. We paid for everyone to have a ticket to be able to actually go watch the baseball game. It happened cool. on a Sunday. It was pretty cool. I like wow. themes. My my wedding had a theme. Everything has a theme in my I life. I like themes too. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, what would be your recommendation, Elisa, as far as um, you know, should people have it in a home, and what what should you consider? Because I know there's no right or wrong answer, right? But what isn't. should you consider? But there are there are definitely things to consider. Um, first of all, you know. If the home is large enough, yeah. um, you know, obviously here in Southern California, we usually have the kind of weather that you can go out to the yard uh, if you have one. Um, but if you're having a baby, say, in the winter, that might not be an option. Um, when I did the um, under the sea baby shower that I did last uh, November, it was meant to be at someone's home. We had rented tables and chairs and everything to have in the yard. There were going to be something like 70 people there. And wow. so when it was going to be raining that, raining that day, we said, hmm, we really can't do this outside. And the host couldn't fit 70 people into her house. So we had to come up with plan B. Other venues that you might consider, you know, clubhouses, restaurants, um, parks, um, there are community centers, women's clubs, um, and then other fun party venues. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there are millions of them. The most important thing to think about when you're looking at venues is to think about what's actually included. So just like when you're planning your wedding, um, you, you want to make sure that you're not going to get a blank slate that ends up costing more than the fully you know equipped restaurant, right. for example. So it might actually cost you less money in the end as the host to go to a restaurant where they've got the tables, the chairs, the plates, the flatware, the napkins, and servers mm-hmm. um, than going to a clubhouse or a um, women's club or something where they don't have anything and you have to bring it all in and you have to clean up afterwards. Right. Um, so I always tell people, make sure that you look through what's included, what's not included, weigh the costs because if you are going to be a host for someone's baby shower um, you don't want to be paying through the nose for you doing extra work and not having exactly what you want let's talk a little bit about expectations when you go to a baby shower Uh you know because we're talking about venues and what things should be included immediately i'm thinking food Okay, you know, sometimes people choose to have a whole buffet type thing. Sometimes it's just, you know, the cake and sweets and all that kind of stuff. So what 
you know, typically should we expect to do at a baby shower? I know it kind of sounds simplistic, but I feel like there's a lot of different ideas out there. Of course. Well, again, at the core of a shower, it is the celebration. So theoretically, you could just get a group of people together, open up gifts and say, bye. One of the things that uh, I always do when I'm working with people to create a baby shower is look at the time of day and the theme um, to determine what kind of food we want to do. So if we're having um, an early afternoon sort of a shower, uh, we might do a tea theme. We would want to make sure that everything kind of matched. Um, And you don't want to have a huge meal if it's going to be in between meal times because no one's going to eat. But if you're going to be having a shower at noon, you want to make sure that you have enough food for everyone to eat. Okay. So keep in mind the time for the party. Uh Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay. Um, and then aside from food, you know, you'll, you'll usually have shower activities. Um, a lot of people aren't big fans of shower games. So I always <laughs> recommend to the hosts to make sure that they talk with the mom-to-be. Um, because I know that the majority of the showers that I have actually um, helped to plan have been for people who really did not want to have, have games. I know um, that there are lots of different things. You know, you can scrapbook, you can uh, create a cast of the belly and everyone sign it or, or paint it, you know, works of art for the baby's room. Um, at one of the showers that I did, we actually each wrote um, a short story for the baby and decorated the pages. A lot of times you'll see these shower games and they're fun for everyone, but the, if you can do an activity that the mom can hang on to, it actually can be more meaningful. Sure. So I have to ask our panelists here, are there activities that happen at your baby shower that you liked? And are there activities that happen that you're like, yeah, not so much? I was pretty clear from the get-go that I wasn't very interested in, in games. And I think a little bit was um, of just the intention. I didn't want mm-hmm. kind of the silliness. I just wanted us to get together and celebrate. And I think, yeah, some people groan at him. So I was like, let's just not do that. But I did really like at one of my showers, there was sort of like a little tree centerpiece and everybody wrote a little note kind of to the baby or to us or advice and they just sort of hung it on the tree which was kind of cute and it became this little centerpiece and then we were able to take all of them you know and I'll put them in a book later on and it was actually I found out later that they um if they put a pink ribbon or a blue ribbon to hang it on it was whether they thought it was a boy or a girl so that was like a cute little touch but I had them do the measure my belly game you know which it's kind of like, let's see how huge she is. But, you know, it goes quick. It goes easy. So yeah. it was like, you know, I didn't have to groan about it too much. But um, I had always said, I thought, you know, if you're going to do a game, like have it be something a little bit kind of cheeky or inappropriate. I've always wanted to do a pin the baby on the boob. I've yet to go <laughs> to a baby shower where they've done it. But I've always had this image of, you know, this like large boob cut out and like people with a blow, like blindfold with a baby sticker, like trying to get it on the bullseye of the nipple. Oh my God. So, oh, Kelly, you that's, me up. that's an idea you can use at your next shower. I'll give that one to you for free. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. That's awesome. Rochelle, anything that you liked or didn't like at your baby shower? No, yeah, I liked everything um, that was planned. You know, a couple games. I think, like, keeping not too many games is, is good because if there's too many, then it gets, like, overwhelming. Oh, yeah. So the thing, the only game I don't like that wasn't planned for mine, but it was planned for someone else, and I immediately requested it not to be on mine, was the one where um, you have to smell the and diaper, and there's, like, candy bar. Candy yes, bar. You can taste it and smell it, and I'm like, I don't want that. 
But that was the only one that I did. I was like, I definitely didn't want because I had seen yeah. that in somebody else's shower, and I was just like, no. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of gross. That kind of yeah. crosses the line. Like the boob yeah. thing's so. funny. I get the boob. I think that's funny. Yeah, no, that's but poop cute. in a diaper. I know. Eh, you're gonna have enough of that once the baby actually comes. Mm-hmm. You know, the only, the only people that actually really like that are usually at co-ed showers. The guys oh. because they think it's hysterical. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. And it's this kind of male humor, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, I'll give you another one, too. I wanted to have a chugging contest out of baby bottles. Oh, I've oh. heard about that one. <laughs> I want to, if a co-ed shower, like, have the men have to, Tell the to, guys like, this would be a drinking competition, and then yes. let them know they have to drink it from a bottle. Drink it yeah. from a bottle. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That's great for a co-ed shower. I like <laughs> I've, that. I've seen that. Okay, so now we know the baby shower basics, but what if you're planning a shower that's a bit more unconventional? Ever heard of a baby sprinkle? We'll explain when when we come back. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, welcome back. We are here with Elisa Suter. She is an event designer, and we're talking about the best ways to plan baby showers. So we're more on the unconventional side right now. We're talking about baby showers that maybe you haven't been invited to yet. They're a bit more unconventional. For example, a baby sprinkle. So I'm not going to explain this. Elisa, I'm going to pass this off to you. What is a baby sprinkle? Well, a baby sprinkle is actually a shower for a second, third, or fourth child, you know, on down the line, I suppose. Um, it's usually smaller uh, than a baby shower, um, hence the name sprinkle. sprinkle. Right. Um, <laughs> but it's still important to celebrate. You know, how often does a mom actually get the chance to relax um, when she's already got a little one at home um, and enjoy her day? So it's really important um, for people to celebrate mom. Um, and I think that's why this idea of the baby sprinkle has really taken off yeah i think that's a big question a lot of second time or third time whatever parents have is is it okay to have another you know another party and rochelle i know that you had um a second party you said it was smaller but you know it was second boy so what kind of planning went into that and and did you ask yourself the question you know should i do this should i not do this no i wasn't even planning on it since we had already had one and you know most of the things we can just reuse um, but it's true, like, in terms of just things that you need, like diapers or, I don't know, there are certain things that you do need that, you know, just, like, baby shampoo or just things mm-hmm. like that that you, you really, it's not like, okay, you can reuse a stroller and you can, well, we're, now we're looking into a double stroller. <laughs> you can use a baby car seat and you can use clothes, but there are certain things that you do um, need. And then also, like, if the baby, I know our first was born in December, now this one's born in June, so even with clothes, you know, there are certain clothes that we needed and I, but I wasn't going to have one and my friend um she offered it she was like I don't want this baby to feel gypped like that we didn't do anything for him yeah it worked out yeah, what nice. what should we be asking ourselves the second time third time parents whether or not we should have a shower winner well I mean obviously if if there's a long time in between babies um mm-hmm. most of the time if 
you know, there's been five, 10, 15 years, there may actually be um, some changes in what you might need. You might not have the baby things anymore. You might not have been expecting to have another set of children. Um, and, um, you know, if you're going to be having a, a child of the different gender and you wanted gender specific um, bits and pieces for the baby, uh, if you have anything that's broken, etc. I mean, there's there's always going to be things that um, a mom might need. Um, But it's also important um, just to celebrate and and to make the mom feel special. So anyone who's thinking of hosting a sprinkle Mm -hmm. um, for a mom to be just remember that that the important thing is to make her feel special. Um, so a lot of times you'll see with these sprinkles, you know, people will just request, you know, books or they'll just request something small or nothing at all and just come and celebrate. Right. I like that idea. You know, we just yeah. want you to, you know, my husband and I thought, well, maybe we want to do a baby shower, but maybe we'll have a baby celebration afterwards. So come meet the baby, you know, yeah, after I the like baby's that. born. Right. You know, you can see his little brother too. You don't have to bring gifts, you know, come see your new house because we just moved as well. You know, so something like that where it's more about just, you know, getting together with friends and family. Well, that is actually a trend that's happening. Hmm. Um, a lot of people are having post-baby parties. Um, so they actually have a name for it. It's called a sip and see. Um, sip and see? Sip and see, where you're, you're having, you know, cocktails or whatever you're having. And you see and the you baby. And you see the baby. Um, and so or what beer. it is, it's, yeah, exactly, or beer. Um, it, what it is, is it's a nice way for everyone to get together. Um, obviously, you never know if the baby's going to be asleep or screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still a nice way for everyone to get together, see the baby. Um, people get really excited about it, um, and it's it's a good way. Um, if you're not quite sure if it's appropriate to have a shower or, or a sprinkle, mm-hmm. um, that maybe you would want to do this instead. And I love the idea, too, of parents, adoptive parents, having baby showers. Absolutely. I've never been invited to one, but it makes perfect sense. You know, given everything we're talking about, it's all about stuff that you need for the baby and and all of that. And adoptive parents need that, too, whether it's your first or third or whatever. Exactly. You know, it's really important to remember that a parent is a parent. Right. And a new parent is a new parent. They're still going to need all the things that any new parent would need. Sure. Um, So I think that um, it's totally appropriate to have adoptive showers. And it's actually a really nice way to celebrate this new addition to their family. I think so too. So keep that in mind, Rochelle, because I know adopting a child is on your list. (laughs) So what are the common mistakes that people make when throwing a shower? My favorite question. My favorite (laughs) question. Um, I have four mistakes that I kind of was thinking about. um, And I think I've touched on most of them, if not all of them. Um, Number one, waiting too long to plan. Okay. Um, anytime that you're trying to plan something in a very short amount of time, it's very, very, very stressful for everyone involved. So if you're the host for a baby shower, just try and do things a little bit further in advance. Um, I prefer to have two to three months to plan something like a shower. Um, it, it just makes things easier. You you have time to do research, find just the right venue, think about themes and menus, and send out paper invitations, which I think are still really important. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing, having an RSVP by date on those paper invitations. Oh, yeah. Anytime that you're going to be getting food, for example, you want to make sure that you have enough. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have an RSVP by date, people don't RSVP. A lot of times they don't RSVP regardless. Anyway. So you have to call them. Right. (laughs) But but at least if you have an RSVP by date, people have a tendency to RSVP a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
you know, if, if they don't RSVP, you don't ha- know how much food to get. Right. So it is a really important thing. Um, the uh, third thing um, that I would say is, and this is something, Sunny, that you had talked about, um, it's really important to have some kind of a theme. Mm-hmm. Even if you just say, okay, I want everything to be green because we're having a gender neutral something. You want to make sure that there's something to organize this party around. Um, a lot of times I'll, I'll see uh, people who are throwing any kind of a party, a, a wedding, a party, a birthday party, a shower, whatever. Um, and they go around and buy things willy nilly that they like. And then it comes to the day of the party and they have no clue how to organize them. Um, if you have some kind of a shower, um, excuse me, if you have some kind of a theme for your shower, you'll actually be able to organize what you need, what you're buying, what it's going to look like, and you won't end up spending extra money that you don't need to spend on decorations that you won't need. Right. Um, the last thing is, um, and actually um, Rochelle had talked about this, um, planning too much. Anytime that you have a million different activities that you're going to be doing on the shower date. Um, anytime that you have a shower that's going to be going all day long, it's just too much. It's too much for the guests. It's too much for the mom to be. Um, so I always recommend to people, you know, stick with one or two big activities or maybe a handful of small activities um, and try and really limit the time at the shower to, to no more than three to four hours. Because aside from that, you know, once you get more than that, you start to feel like, this is dragging on forever, or I am just so exhausted that I'm going to drop. Right. So those are really my my four main mistakes that I see when people are planning showers and and how to fix them. All right. Good information. Thank you, Elisa, for joining us today. Thank you. I'm excited to have been here. Eye-opening. All right. Well, if you want to learn more about Elisa and her event planning services, you can simply visit the episodes page on our website and look for today's topic, which is planning a baby shower. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As you know, today's show has been all about baby showers, and no one knows how to throw a baby shower better than OperationShower.org. This organization celebrates and honors military families by collecting donations and hosting showers to help ease the burden of deployment. And joining us via phone is Leah Nunez. She's product director at Operation Shower, which is based in St. Louis. So, Leah, in your own words, what does Operation Shower do? Operation Shower hosts awesome baby showers for Units of military moms who have deployed spouses or significant others. We collect all the product in our offices in St. Louis and then pack up boxes to send all over the country for our showers where the moms get together and have lunch and open all their gifts and have a great afternoon. And they also get to meet a bunch of different moms in their same situation. And they form those connections that are so important to have that support system while their cousins are abroad, and normally they're so far from their families. Oh, that's great. So from start to finish, you guys are involved every step of the way if needed. 
That's great. So tell us about a baby shower experience that you had, you know, in working for this organization and how it impacted the life of a military mom. There are so many great moments. There are always so many happy tears at a shower and so much laughter and fun. There is one mom who she had just had twins and her husband had been deployed for her entire pregnancy and her twins were premature and they had just gotten out of the hospital. She didn't really have much. At that shower, we actually received donations of cribs. So each of the moms received a crib. She talked to us afterward and emailed us and said it made all the world a difference. It was just a huge support. She was so much happier and relieved that she could take care of her newborns. It's moms like her that make it all worth it. I know. I'm just going to say I'm like tearing up as you're telling me this story right now. I can picture all this, you know, happening. Now, how can our listeners, people listening to the show, they're hearing these stories and you talk about Operation Shower. How can they get involved? What can they do? They can visit our website at operationshower.org. You can either donate money through the website. We have a new baby registry on Babies Are Us. So if you can go to babiesrus.com backslash Operation Shower, it'll give you the information for our registry and how to volunteer. Um, And one of the best ways is to donate products through that, and you can ship them straight to us from there. That's perfect. That's a great idea, by the way. I love that. I hope our listeners take that first step to help out your organization. And of course, we certainly wish you guys the best of luck. That wraps up our show for today. If you have a pregnancy topic you'd like to suggest, we would love to hear it. Visit our website, preggypals.com, and send us an email through the contact link. If you have any questions about today's show or the topics we discussed, call our Preggy Pals hotline at 619-866-4775, and we'll answer your question on an upcoming episode. Coming up next week, we'll have some practical tips for saving money throughout your pregnancy. Thanks for listening to Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new mommy media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.